Hi everybody, uh, I am uh, Trey, one of your average film enjoyers, and I am here to tell you that you can win over $500 worth of movie stuff. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're a huge movie fan. Obviously, you wouldn't be listening if you didn't love film like me and Jagger. Um, and so me and Jagger, along with, uh, three other content creators on TikTok, uh, Film Gunch, who we've had on here, uh, Wes, who we've had on here a couple times, and then, uh, one of our good friends, Real Takes, we are all, uh, joined together doing a giveaway currently, and it, um, how you join this giveaway is you go, uh, to each of our pages, we all have the giveaway video pinned, and you'll go on to that video. You'll give us all a follow. We uh, Each account is tagged in every video. Um, and then com comment down below. Uh, five Tag five of your friends. And if you tag five different friends in all five different videos, then you can get up to 30 entries. 30 entries. You can get up to 30 entries. So, uh, but you're like, Trey... Well, you're telling me about this, but I don't even know what I can win. Well, I'll tell you what you can win. Uh, Real Takes is donating a uh, 4K Harry Potter collection, Blu-ray James Bond collection, uh, I believe a 4K uh, collection of the Planet of the Apes films, and uh, the first three John Wick movies in 4K. Um, I'm donating three criterions of your choice, so whoever wins get to choose uh, three criterions. And we'll mail those to you. Uh, Jagger, my co-host, is donating um, three or a bunch of international DVDs. Um, Gunch is donating um, uh, uh, Don Hertzfeld and uh, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Well, the animated show. It's a very limited edition animated sketch comedy show. He has a bunch of steel books of all three seasons, so he's donating those. And then the biggest one. Wes is donating a region-free Blu-ray player. So if any of those items interest you, again, go to any of our TikTok pages. Go to me and Jagger's TikTok page, Trey the Film Noob, Jagger Film Reviews. We have the video videos pinned on top of our pages. So go check them out. Follow the instructions. Uh, the giveaway ends when we are all five of us at a thousand followers. And me and Jagger are the only ones that haven't hit a thousand followers yet. So please help us get a, uh, get us there so we can give away all this movie merchandise. Now, let's get to the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Average Film Enjoyer. We are your average film enjoyers. Uh, I'm Trey. Uh, this is Jagger. Jagger, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing decent. Yeah. Today <laughs> we are... These movies. Okay, continue. Jagger, okay, don't even get me started. Yeah, you're going to get me all riled up before we even get to the reviews. Um... Today, we are joined by a very, very special guest, my good friend, Kate. Kate, how are you doing today? I'm good. Happy to be here. Uh, we are happy to have you. We are very excited. Um, so something we usually do with our guests is we kind of have them go through their top four on Letterboxd. Now, I don't 
I don't. I know you don't have that established yet. We just got you to join the cult of Letterboxd. <laughs> um, yes. But do you have like a four, uh, like a four favorite movies? Just so the viewers can kind of get to know what kind of movies you like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, these are off the top of my head, but number one, my favorite movie of all time has to be La La Land. W. It's massive W. Such a good movie. Um. I also have to have Tangled in there just because it's also a great movie. Great Disney movie. Love the characters. A little too relatable. <laughs> um, and then I have to throw, I feel like this one might get some shade, but No Way Home was one of my all-time favorites just because I have so much nostalgia of all the Spider-Mans growing up. So that one's up there. <laughs> Don't do it. Jagger, then, I see your face. Just I see keep the your, disappointment. I keep, keep <laughs> your mouth shut, Jagger. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can have your opinions, but not about that movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to wrap up with Titanic. It's it's oh, yeah. a classic. Love that movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was so excited because now I have another, another uh, La La Land is the greatest movie of all time lover on here. It's- it's it's immaculate there is it's yeah. a perfect film um you can't, beat it. You can't. uh um yeah so we are gonna skip since we this is only our second double feature episode we might try to do these a little bit more often because when we started this series jagger jagger did the timeline he was like so it's gonna take us a little less than two and a half years to work our way through the imdb 250 <laughs> at our pace right now so we might try to do these double feature episodes once twice a month um just to get like like if there's two that are right next to each other that would go good together on an episode we'll try to do like a double feature episode um but yeah we're excited today is our second double feature episode so we're gonna skip movie news um uh is there a particular one you would you guys would like to get into first um should we should Let's we just rip off the band-aid about... and get pirates out of the way, Jagger? Uh, I think we should go Incredibles first and build up. We, yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah, so first film, um, The Incredibles. Uh, if you don't know what that is, what are you doing with your life? Um, <laughs> it is an outstanding animation from our favorite animation director on the pod, Brad Bird. Uh, came out in 2004, uh, starring the voices of Craig T. Nelson, Holly Hunter, uh, Sarah Vowell. Uh, wow, that really is her last name. Uh, Spencer Fox and uh, Jason Lee um, at, from Alvin and the Chipmunks fame. Um, and my favorite, Samuel L. Jackson. Um, so... And our, I mean, I don't really know. Should I read the synopsis for this? I feel like everybody's seen this movie. Everyone's seen it. Yeah, I, I don't need to read this. So. It's about a family of superheroes, basically. Um, <laughs> now, let's get into it. Uh, Jagger, so Kate, how we do this is the, we'll all say like our opening thoughts about like three, two, two to three minutes, opening thoughts about the movie. And then we'll kind of go in and we will have like, con like, Say we'll bring up notes like we wanted to have actual conversations about. So, Kate, I'll kick it to you first. Just like two to three minutes. Yeah. What are your thoughts about this film? Um, well, it's incredible. I feel like exactly. <laughs> you got to start with that. But um, I grew up watching this movie, and I just rewatched it like last week to kind of 
freshen up. And I was like, wow, the rewatchability of this movie is incredible. Like watching it as a kid and then watching it as an adult. I feel like any kid movie you rewatch stuff and you're like, wow, there's humor in this I didn't catch when I was younger that that's very good. Or just little plot lines that you're like, oh, that is interesting. I That went over my head as a kid. So I loved rewatching it. I feel like it was very interesting. Um, some of the character development is interesting. Um, yeah. 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 Jagger, what about you, buddy? I think that it's a very, very enjoyable movie. I mean, it definitely has that going for it. Um, I understand that there's a lot of it that totally would go over someone's head as, like, a kid. Um, but this is not a movie I really have much nostalgia with. It's sort of a movie that I just watched for the first time, like, last year. Um, so I understand why some people would like it more than I do. So I have it at three stars, which isn't necessarily a bad rating by any means. But I just didn't love it yeah um and i think that that's about where i hold it yeah i mean for me i have this at uh five stars i think i have it at a 96 out of 100 um i think that's a common theme with both of our films that we're talking about today is uh nostalgia and how big of a role that plays into people's enjoyability of films um i definitely remember watching this as a kid um i think it still holds up what brad bird was able to do uh, as far as the animation goes, um, in, this came out in 2004, was made probably 2002, 2003. Um, the, what he's able to do and how different it looks from anything else Disney was doing at the time um, is super impressive, especially since nowadays everything Disney is coming out with looks exactly the same. It doesn't feel like there's anybody really working for Disney who's really pushing pushing um pushing the envelope i guess i don't know i don't know if i'm using that right but like kind of like just pushing to see how far animation can go and see mm-hmm. like find new ways and new more creative ways to animate films um and i think that's what brad bird did here which i think is super impressive you get some great voice acting performances um so specifically from sam jackson i mean the classic honey where is my super suit like the the funniest scene in the movie, um, you get some great voice acting. Um, so it's a really like great plot, and um, all this is a conversation I want to have in a little bit. Um, but Brad's you really, um, it, it, this movie reminds me of how good Brad Bird is at putting these like underlying themes in his kids' movies that are really important for every kid to learn, um, and. I mean, we talked about it with the Iron Giant, which, uh, well, uh, Kate, Kate just watched that with, uh, my cousin last week, Jagger. Um, so Mm -hmm. we'll be able to touch on that too, which I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, I think this is an expertly done animation film. Um, it's in my top five superhero films, um, along with Iron Giant, uh, Winter Soldier, Civil War, and The Dark Knight. Like, this is up there with those greats, um, at least for me. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get in, uh, first I wanted to talk about, like, go back to the themes presented here because obviously we in, um, I feel like in all of Brad Bird's animated work, so we have Iron Giant, Ratatouille, Incredibles, and Incredibles 2, um, I feel like a huge common theme throughout his films is acceptance of yourself, 
um, and being being true to who you are. Um, and I think we really, really see that here. Um, and I feel like it's delivered in such a good way. Like it's delivered to where, sure, like you you are probably somewhere in your conscience understanding that as a kid. But like once you watch this as like an older kid or an adult, you really pick up on it. And it's delivered in such a sweet and heartfelt way, um, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting. And I'm just wondering, um, Kate, I'll kick it to you first. What are, do you have any thoughts? Did you like, were you thinking about that at all while you were, or any times you've watched this movie? Um, yeah. 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 I would say I definitely caught on to that a little bit, especially when it like started um, I guess the scene that comes to my mind when you mentioned that was when they're in the plane and Helen first has to tell Violet to like use her superpowers. And at mm-hmm. first it was almost like um, she had to break something that she had built up in her child at first, which was to not accept this one thing. But now she was telling her to do the thing she had been telling her not to do. So it was cool because like all the family members kind of went and found that they need to be this way and like come to that point yeah so, uh, even helen so, yeah yeah i definitely picked up on that as i was watching it yeah jagger what about you buddy yeah that was also the scene that sort of came to mind when you said that so mm-hmm. i think i agree with what you said um yeah and i do think that it is one of the more in your face themes with this movie that they do let you know that that is what they're trying to convey but in a very smart way. Um, so yeah, I respect how he does put that in seemingly all of his movies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, respect to him. Yeah, I totally agree. The scene that really brought it up for me is um, when Bob or Mr. Incredible gets back from saving the people um, from the burning building um, and him and Helen get in that huge fight and one line, it, it really, like, I, I think I've seen this movie so many times that I was just, like, I think I was playing, like, a block game on my phone while I was watching it. Um, and, it, but it's so good. By, by like, 30 minutes in, I had my phone down and was just dialed in to the screen. Um, <laughs> but um, there's a line he says there that caught my attention and it's she's talking about like, but you're gonna miss like dad you miss Dash's graduation. And he's like, he's graduating from the fourth grade to the fifth grade. And the he has this line where there where he says, We're constantly finding new ways to celebrate mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Um and that's a line that really, really sp- uh I don't I don't I wouldn't say spoke to me, but it really like stuck out to me. Um, where like, you're like watching a kid's film and then you're like, Whoa, that line goes hard. What the (laughs) hell? Where did that come from? (laughs) Um, and it also, I also brought up the note because I've heard a lot of other people talk about this with this film is, uh, utilize what makes you special. So in this world, we're set in a world where, uh, it like the, these, this thing that makes people special is shamed because not everybody has it, right? So mm-hmm. it's it, that's a really interesting topic that I kind of wanted to. It, I think you can get really philosophical with this, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I it was it, God. It's Brad Bird just like 
God, he does it so well. Uh, and I wanted to ask you guys about that. Like, what are your thoughts on like what what uh, this movie kind of like that theme of like kind of not shining your light as to not make others feel bad, right? Because we get the scene of Mister Incredible tackling the guy into the building, and he's like, "You broke my back." And then he's like, I'm sure after some therapy, you'll forgive me. And then they're, you know, it's, it's really interesting, um, about like, God, I could go on forever. Uh, Jagger, I'm going to kick it to you. What, what do you, because I think this is a really interesting thing about this film and I'm sure you picked up on it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, and again, I feel like that is one of the shining lights for this movie uh again i don't have this rated as highly as you do yeah and kate presumably from how i've heard you speak on the movie so far Mm -hmm. as you would as well um so i am aware that you get what i'm trying to say yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but that is one of the few things that did bring it to that three-star rating for me was the ability to put in deeper underlying messages Mm -hmm. that I guess as you grow older, if you're someone that grew up with this movie, you'll realize more about it that I guess gives it rewatchability, but watching it from a standpoint of someone who would already be able to grasp it watching it for the first time I guess sort of takes away from that. But I understand where it's coming from. Yeah. Kate, what about you? Um, I think that... Actually, that's a thing that I didn't actually quite pick up on. But now that you say it, I'm like, oh, that's so obvious. (laughs) Um, But I think of the scene at the very... Like, I feel like that's a theme throughout it. But it kind of gets better. Like, it starts out where they use their power and Bob kind of is prideful in it and it's all his identity that's all he has and he gets a little lost in that mm-hmm. um even though it is like incredible to have superpowers or whatever like that was all he had that yeah. he wasn't seeing his family and then like fast forward to the end you have Dash in his race and like they wouldn't even let him be in that because they were like oh you're too powerful like you're gonna ruin all these other kids self-esteem because you're too fast but they still let him do it and like hold back his power so that he's still doing it he's getting second place he's still proud of the ability that he has but he's not using that to tower over everyone else and i feel like that's a cool way to like teach kids like you're special don't use that to like make other kids feel worse about themselves but like you can still be that way you know yeah so i thought that was interesting yeah for sure um and i think that's a theme we get in a lot of superhero movies uh especially marvel stuff because marvel i feel like pre post endgame marvel not so much i mean we've had a few that are really good um Mm -hmm. but mostly pre endgame marvel we get a lot of these mar that's the thing with marvel that has always and i'm going to go on a little rant here um <laughs> that's the thing about marvel that has always separated it from dc and what i think makes marvel better is one they don't they the 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 main character is 
the person, right? Your main character is Peter Parker, but Peter Parker also happens to be Spider-Man. Your main character is Tony Stark, but he also happens to be Iron Man, right? Mm -hmm. But you're focused on Peter Parker. You're focused on that character. You're focused on Steve Rogers. You're focused on Bruce Banner. Um, and But in DC, right? Bruce Wayne died when his parents died. Bruce Wayne just became a vessel to get Batman what he needs. Clark Kent is just a vessel to get Superman what he needs, right? Mm. You you see that they, there's two different ways of approaching it. And also Marvel, right? Marvel uses these real locations. So when you see it like, hey, they're in New York. I live there. I've been there, you know? But DC mm-hmm. makes up made-up locations. You know, you got Gotham City, Metropolis, Central City. Um, and um, I think that Marvel does a really good job with that it, by humanizing these heroes, right? Uh, they're dealing mm-hmm. with these themes of, of, of being outcasts and, and, and feeling like they don't really belong. And I think we see that a lot in The Dark Knight. Um, mm. which is one of the first movies that me and Jagger ever talked about. But uh, we, especially like the line from Aaron Eckhart, a.k.a. Two-Face, where he says, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And it's like in hero movies, this unrealistic standard that heroes are are kept like at, are kept at, you know? And if they mm-hmm. don't meet this standard, the public ostracize them or hates them or whatever you know and i think that's something i think that's what we see what happens in this movie um which i i've always found super interesting um uh god i could go yeah i really could go on about this movie did you did either of you guys have any like little conversations about anything about the movie that you wanted to talk about no not really kate what about you yeah, I guess there's just one thing. I don't know. It's just a little snippet that I noticed that I wanted to see if you guys thought anything of it. Yeah. Um, watching it, I never noticed, like, in the first little bit um, when Bob is, like, living his life not superhero, how small everything was for him. Like, yeah. his cubicle was tiny. It was the smallest out of everyone's. His car was tiny. Like, all these things. It was, like, he was everything he had was so much smaller than him and like he was too big for the world that he was living in i just thought that was something interesting yeah that i had not caught on before yeah yeah i've always thought that was super cool um mm-hmm. the way they did that uh yeah. and i got i had something else i think that uh uh jagger did you ever watch that uh video essay i sent you about the incredibles animation it's okay if you didn't no, you didn't. No, That's okay. <laughs> it, it just, it really talks about, like, again, how how ahead of its time this animation was. And that's something I love about the sequel. Like, Kate, I'm, I'm assuming you've seen it. Jagger, have you seen you seen the sequel? Yeah, when it first came out, I yeah. saw it. Yeah. And that's one of the, that, that I think, it's not the ba- best sequel. It's not my favorite sequel ever. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one of the most well-done sequels. Because one, the animation looks no different than the first one, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it still looks amazing. Um, and two, it doesn't like go like ten years later. You know, it picks off. It picks up the moment the first one ended, um, which I've always thought was super cool. Um, so as far as accolades go, this movie got nominated for six Oscars. 
Um, it won for best animated feature and best sound editing. Um, but if you guys don't have anything left, uh, we can go ahead and get into our uh, get into our four questions. Jagger, you ready? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So four questions, Kate. I I told you about these before. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Most rewatchable scene. Kate, you go ahead. Oh, I, I referenced it earlier, but for me, I think the most rewatchable scene is when they are on the airplane and his kids are on there mm-hmm. and um, you can hear Helen over the intercom and Mr. Incredible is just like going through it. Like, yeah. I thought that the voice actors did an incredible job of really getting into the feelings you would feel in that moment. Mm-hmm. When I was watching it, I was like blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine. <laughs> um so I would say that scene would be the most rewatchable for yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jagger, um, what about you? I'm going to go for the intervene dinner table scene. Oh, <laughs> God, dude. It's so good. So good. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, there's so much here. Um, that, again, the super suit scene. I mean, 10, 11-year-old mm-hmm. Trey thought that was the funniest thing, and me and all, all my buddies would always reference it. Um, especially the line where um, he says, honey, it's for the greater good. And she goes, greater good? I'm the greatest good you ever going to get. I always think that's so funny. It's classic. Um, and uh, the any scene with Edna, Edna Mode, mm-hmm. is just that any scene with her is comedic gold. Um, and... Fun fact, Brad Bird, the director, actually voiced Edna. <laughs> wow. um, yeah. Wow. Does this movie belong on the IMDb Top 250? Jagger, I'll kick it to you first. Uh, uh, you can say no, I, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I understand why people would say yes, and I know both of you are going to say yes. However, I'm going to say no because Iron Giant's already on here. So I'd say we already have good Brad Bird representation. We don't need to bring it down with this. See, that's why I scoffed before speaking. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's fine. That's a valid take. Kate, what about you? Go ahead. I mean, I would say it does belong, <laughs> but that's also a valid take, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think not only is it an amazing and enjoyable film, but I also think that uh, because of how amazing the animation is and how influential this film was, it belongs on there. Um, what is behind me? Oh, it's a box. Um, and. Uh, What's our what's our other question, Jagger? Who won this movie? Yeah, who won this movie? Um, I'm gonna go Brad Bird. Yeah, Brad yeah. Bird. Uh, yeah. Kate, what about you? I mean, I would agree, Brad Bird. Yeah. Who won it? Yeah. Um, especially since Iron Giant was a huge flop, so this was his second movie, and this mm-hmm. made this made so much money. So that's very exciting. Um, and then, obviously, I don't think we really need to go into this conversation. Do they beat Jack Torrance in a fight? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> any of them. Any of them. Um, even Jack Jack beats even Jack. Ja- yeah, I was gonna say even Jack Jack. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's our review of Incredibles. You guys can check it out. I bl- it's on Disney Plus. I don't know if it's anywhere else. Um, so. It's Disney property. They're usually very strict about that. <laughs> yeah, so it's on Disney Plus. You can check it out there. Uh, so next review. God, dude, I can't. I can't do this. I can't, Jagger. Mm. You and your illness takes. Right, next well, review. Tra- Train Jug just responded and said that I was right on this take. So. What? Well, yeah. she's not allowed on the podcast. <laughs> wow, that's not tragic. just not allowed. Um, all right. So right now, we are going to review our second movie, and that is the classic, the Johnny Depp classic, mm. Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl. Um, this this movie has a three point nine overall on Letterboxd. Um, it came out in 2003, directed by Gore Verbinski. Um, has Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, Keira Knightley, Joffrey Rush, Jack Davenport, Jonathan Price. Um, it's an outstanding film. Uh, Gore Verbinski also directed the second one, and he directed uh, easily one of the greatest animated movies ever made, uh, Rango. Um, yeah. Which, Jagger, have you seen Rango? Have we talked about this? Yeah, I have seen Rango, but it's been quite some years. Okay, I love that movie. Um, but yeah, Jack Sparrow, a freewheeling 18th century pro- pirate, quarrels with a rival pirate bent on pillaging Port Royal. When the governor's daughter is kidnapped, Sparrow decides to help the girl's love save her. Uh, okay, so... Uh, we'll just... Re- opening thoughts. Jagger, go ahead. I have this at one star. I moved her. You moved it down? What? This was a dreadful experience that I still have 15 minutes left that I'm never going to run back around to because, frankly, I could not care less about what was happening on screen. I did not find the characters to be gripping. I found Jack Sparrow to be supremely annoying, and I just found this to be an extremely lackluster movie that I do not understand the hype for. Wow. <laughs> I just need to take a second to process this. Yeah, man. Take however long you want. That's no, very, I'm just, I'm just getting my thoughts thing. together to how I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Um, Kate, why don't, why don't you go ahead uh, and give us your opening thoughts? Well, I mean, there definitely is a side of nostalgia to this movie because I watched it many years ago as I was growing up. Like, Trey and I were talking about earlier, it came out like 2003 or something. Came out the year I was born. Yep, so it goes way back. So it's an old one. Um, I think personally for me, the reason, the soundtrack for this movie for me feels incredible. And um, I can't get it. What's his name? Hans Zimmer. Yeah. He's a mastermind. So the music in this so is valid. classic and super good. That like I feel like that's something you can't consider when thinking about this movie. Um, yeah. Is it Hans I Zimmer can... that, the, that did the score? I want to say it is. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, let's, let's, see, see. let's see. Let's see. 
It's just so damn good. It's so damn good. Yeah, I think it is Hans Zimmer. So he's incredible. Um, I could understand how Jack could be seen as annoying, but I think he just can't be taken seriously. Like, the fact that he's a pirate and you're like, wow, he's supposed to have it all. (laughs) Everyone just thinks he knows what he's doing, but he's just figuring it out as he goes. He is an idiot. I will agree with you on that for sure. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I it, it's I, so it's actually Klaus, Klaus Baldelt, Baldelt Was it? that did the score. But I got to agree with you. That's one of my favorite parts about this movie. I mean, that final scene, the final showdown between Barbosa and Jack, and that's the dun 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 dun, dun and they're like, yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. Just like so inject good. that into my veins. It's god, yes. I love it. And again, there is a part of this that plays into nostalgia. Like I remember what house I was living in when I first mm-hmm. watched this movie and thought it was yep. like the greatest movie ever made. Um, yeah. Jack Sparrow, I think, is top three most charismatic characters in fiction. <laughs> Uh, Mm -hmm. he's just so damn funny and Johnny Depp does it so damn well. Um, I think Orlando Bloom and, uh, I think, uh, Will Turner, uh, Mm -hmm. and Jack Sparrow together, iconic duo. Like that whole final sequence is just great. Um, I mean, I, I could really go on and on about this film. Um, so Jagger... Give us one of one of the what's the big thing that well, that really brought this film down for you? There's no one big thing. It's a collection of things. <laughs> um okay, the plot was entirely uninteresting and the what I I won't say the acting cuz I understand what Johnny Depp was going for here and I just hated it. Um maybe it was just the script that really bothered me because a script is like half a movie because it's like if you take a book and make it into a movie Mm -hmm. and then you get rid of the book there's no movie um the script here was probably atrocious (laughs) because the movie sucked (laughs) and the dialogue was really like unnatural um, and I understand Jack Sparrow's a fictional character, but how hard can you push Mickey Mouse to be a human until you really just start throwing yourself out a window? Wait, um, wait, push. What does that mean? What, what, what do you mean? I mean, if you take a character as over-the-top and ridiculous as Mickey Mouse and take it out of the animated world, you're not going to get something good. It's like if you took okay, Bugs are you, Bunny. Are you comparing, are you comparing like, Jack Sparrow to Mickey Mouse? I'm comparing Jack Sparrow to Bugs Bunny right now. And I'm saying that it's... What? Yes. An idiot that does action stuff and everyone buys into it and acts like it's cool? Yeah, Jack Sparrow and Bugs Bunny. Except Bugs Bunny is, like, a decent character. Not to say Bugs Bunny's not annoying, and that's why I'm making this comparison right now. <laughs> okay, what what else did you not like about the film? <laughs> what else did I not like about yeah, this film? Yeah, what else? Hmm. Let's see. 
the fact that it didn't keep me interested after that first maybe 15 minutes all right there's I, nothing i can say to that i just i kept my phone down but god it was a task um <laughs> i've seen like here's the thing i went to transformers rise of the beast in theaters and it was dreadful because it was just action made to entertain those who have trouble being entertained and that's what this felt like and no shots being fired at anyone however this action was so i almost want to say forced and it, to be totally honest with you the ride counterpart is the only acceptable thing about this movie and i guess the score is like it's good um it's very good uh but the Disney ride of this was so much more enjoyable than the movie because the ride was like a three-minute bite and this was a two-and-a-half-hour snake bite, you could say. <laughs> um, it just wasn't good. Uh, and my review says it all. Let me read that for you. Absolutely sure. dreadful. <laughs> Still haven't put a number on it, but I'm thinking like a 15 out of 100 matches where I'm going with it. Dang. Okay. Kate, what about you? You wanna? Do you have any? Do you have any responses to that? Any any defenses? Um. Well, I feel like for not having like, because I'm pretty sure that this movie was based off the ride at Disneyland. It was. Like, yeah. They didn't have. A book or anything so for having a ride to base it off of i feel like they did pretty good and it adds a fun like when you go ride the ride now you'll notice things that you're like oh i see that they base the movie off of that which is fun um it's a pirate movie you know like you're gonna have action and sword fighting that may seem a little long but like I think it's interesting considering the time period, like Jack's an idiot and he gets away with some of the stuff that he gets away with and he's just wild. He's just, he's just doing his own thing that like, sure, I guess you could compare him to Bugs Bunny, but like, I don't know. It's a pirate movie, so I would expect like a lot of action, sword fights, gun yeah, fights, you know. but is Jack an idiot? No, that's so. the thing. I think he's not an he's idiot. a genius. He's actually a genius with the facade that he is an idiot. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because idiot, <laughs> idi idiots are easier to trust than smart people. But, like, first, let's exhibit A. Jack grabbing one of uh, the Cortez coins to turn <laughs> himself into curse. So when he gets stabbed, yeah. and then he's like, I just couldn't help myself. And then it's yep. like, dun -dun 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 -dun, and they start going back into fighting. <laughs> Genius yeah. move. Genius move. Um, yeah. I I do think he wouldn't have made it that far into this movie without Will. Um, oh, I think absolutely. Will kind of helps him out here. But I also think Jack Sparrow is a hidden genius. Uh, sorry, Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the way he been, like, you know who's idiots? Those two guards that he talks to yes. for like five minutes. Those guys are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, and the way he manipulates them. More proof. Jack is a secret genius. Um, mm -hmm. For me, God, 
this movie is it, the the, uh, the here is one of two notes I wrote down. Right, Tr- it, it, the the note was true escapism. So sometimes, right, life gets really shitty. You know, life gets really hard. And I mean, at least for me personally, I'm sure Jagger does the same thing. Sometimes when life's hard, you just like escaping. And Kate, you might be the same way. You just yeah. like escaping into a good film, a good yep. movie. Um, and it like gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling and you're just like smiling the whole time. I mean, it's the same way I feel about Hook. Um, yeah. Starring Robin Williams, which is an amazing film. Phenomenal. By the yes. way, just an outstanding film. Uh, but like this movie is like... It's how I look at Wes Anderson. Like, if I'm, like, having a pretty crappy day or I'm just, like, not feeling it I and I just want to escape into something, I'll put on something like this. I'll put on, um, I'll put on something from Wes Anderson. I'll put on Lord of the Rings. I'll put on The Hobbit. I'll put on Harry Potter. Something fantastical like this. And I think this film does that really, really well. Um, if you are engaged into it, Jagger, I know you're looking at me like that. I think if you can, if you like these characters and you're engaged in this story, it's that runtime is going to fly by. Nothing like Killers of the Flower Moon. That runtime isn't going to fly by. Um, but this right. runtime will. If you're going to pull that card, my... I feel like this whole review world. from you is a revenge for the Killers of the Flower Moon discussion. No, my comfort movie is The Room. So again, we're clearly disagreeing on something. My escape movies are things like Grease, A Night at the Roxbury, Superbad, American Pie. All of those are 90-minute little escapes. Not the two-and-a-half-hour piece of garbage that is Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay, I want to make something clear on here. I want to make something clear in this podcast. Oh, yes. So, if for everybody listening right now, the, if you like these characters and you are engaged... Like, Jagger, can you at least acknowledge there are good parts of this film? I, I guess. Like, for the same way I feel about Killers of the Flower Moon. Like, I can respect a lot okay. of the thing it's doing, a lot of the things it's doing, but I just don't like it. That skeleton fight was pretty cool. Right? So there's that. There's Which that, one? There's yeah. like multiple. Is it where they like climb up onto the boat? They're like walking underwater. Yeah, that one. Dude, that, one. that basically from when the British fleet shows up to the the cave area to the end is just so damn good. It, During that fight, I really said maybe this is getting good. Stupid me. God, dude, you're the worst. Are you, are you okay, Jagger? Do we need to talk about something? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm just saying this movie's really bad. Um, Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> I have one extra question before we get into our four questions. Um, yeah. Who wins in a fight? Um, Legolas, who's Orlando Bloom's character from Lord of the Rings, and Gimli, who's the dwarf, um... Mm-hmm. Because I just want to ask this because Lord of the Rings Return of the King and this movie both came out in the in the same year, both starring Orlando Bloom. So great year for Orlando Bloom doing Return (laughs) of the King, debatably one of the greatest films ever made. And then Pirates of the Caribbean, um, one of my faves Um, or or Jack Sparrow and Will Turner. Who wins? 
Oof. Kate, Kate, have you seen? You seen? Have you? Because Jagger hasn't seen Lord of the Rings. I saw it long, long time ago. I, I know I've seen the like. Okay, my dad has the extended version, so I've seen oh, the gosh. first half of the first movie like a lot, <laughs> but I don't really remember all the other ones. So yeah, okay. Well, kind of. Then we don't have to answer that question. Um, let's get into our uh, our four questions. Um, God, brain fart. Uh, most rewatchable scene. What's the most rewatchable scene? And Jagger, don't you dare say the the last few minutes because I knew it was going to be over. Um. Well, I didn't even watch the last few minutes, so I can't even say that. Good. Um. Hmm. I mean, I'm not going to pull uh, Persona and say that there's not a single second of this movie I'd ever want to watch again. So I'll say the skeleton fight, the only part that was good. Cool. Yeah. At least we're getting some positives out of you, man. And I can recognize there's negatives about this film. I can recognize there's positive. I mean, there's some films that there's no negatives. Like we talked about earlier today with your dad when we were recording our stuff for The Exorcist. There's zero negatives about that film. That film was perfect. But I can yeah. recognize there's negatives here. Um, Kate, what about you? Most rewatchable scene? I'd feel like the cave skeleton fight, like at the end, when, like you were talking about when mm-hmm. Jack has the coin and he reveals that he had it. And then they just that whole scene is probably my favorite. Yeah. Here. What? Yeah, that's that's a great scene. Um, and let's see. I don't know. I always go back and forth between that and um what one sec sorry guys that was my uh sister um most rewatchable scene probably the cave fight scene i'm gonna have to cut that out um but maybe we'll see you might you guys you listeners might get the bloopers um <laughs> yeah that that cave fight scene is just absolutely iconic um yeah so that's for me as well um who won this movie kate you why don't you why don't you kick it off uh, i'd have to say jack sparrow he's like the classic when you think of pirates of the caribbean it's jack sparrows who mm-hmm. you think of so i'd have to say that yeah jagger whoever did the score whoever you read off earlier klaus beldit beldalt yeah. Bed- bedalt i don't know how to say it. he's german um <sighs> I think the person that wins here is Gore Verbinski, the director, um, because not only did he direct this one and make a crap ton of money, he directed the second and third one and made a crap yeah. ton of money. Um, well, yeah, uh, we we love we love these films. Um, does this belong in the IMDb 250? Jagger? No, it doesn't. Okay, Kate, what does this belong in the IMDb top 250? <laughs> Absolutely. I, great movie yeah i totally agree um just good from, world to escape to yeah and how iconic it is how big the set pieces are i don't think mm-hmm. we even talked about that the set pieces are huge and they look great um yeah and so i i would say yeah um and then does jack sparrow beat jack torrance in a fight the battle of the jacks Ooh. no i think yeah i think yeah dude <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah. No, just because of um my real want, I'll say no. <laughs> okay. 
All right, now that we're done with those two miserable reviews, I thought this was going to be a fun episode where we got to talk about two great films we loved as children. But no, Jagger just wanted to come on here and just shit on our childhoods. That's fine. Um, Okay, God damn, dude. Fuck. Jagger, you you make me sad sometimes. You, You truly do. To be that cynical at the age, the young ripe age of thirteen. <laughs> All right, let's let's do high low, golly. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Uh, Kate, what have you what, what have you been watching recently? Um. Well, I watched Step Brothers for the first time yesterday. <gasps> Never seen that movie. What do you think? <laughs> it was. It was good. <laughs> yes! Jagger has that at a star and a half. Really? <laughs> I think that's one of the funniest movies ever made. I think that movie is so damn I thought, funny. I thought it was definitely funny. It was a good one. It took me, I won't lie, it took me a little bit to get into it. At first yeah. I was like, this is really stupid. Like, it is. This is so dumb. Boats and, and hoes! Boats and hoes! <laughs> and then I just embraced it. And when you embrace it, you're like, wow, this is definitely just an idiotic movie then it's like okay this is kind of funny <laughs> yeah yeah um what else anything else of note that you've been watching um i feel like i see clips of things on tiktok all the time of movies and i'm like i should watch that so another one was no hard feelings I don't oh know if you guys have heard about the jennifer yeah. lawrence movie yeah i watched that earlier this year it? when it came out yeah i saw it in the theater yeah i thought it was pretty good i thought it was funny <laughs> yeah Jagger, what about what, I don't think we ever talked about that. What, what are your thoughts on No Hard Feelings? I've been at three stars. I think it was totally fine. I just don't think it needed to try and push that much emotion. But I yeah. think that if it had not done that, that it had the potential to be a really great throwback to the 80s raunchy comedy. Yeah, I mean, we got, we, like, that era of, like, Step Brothers, like, early, like, mid-2000s to early 2010s, like, the Adam McKay, the Judd Apatow... Like, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Step Brothers, Knocked Up, This Is 40, all that kind of stuff is, we kind of lost that these past few years, but I was super happy to see No Hard Feelings kind of going back into that raunchy comedy um, genre, and I had a great time with it. I thought, I think Jennifer Lawrence, her best stuff is when she can be funny. I think it's, like, most true to her personality in real life. I agree. Anything else? Uh, I know you said you you and Sawyer binged all of the Toy Story movies. Yes, so good. I have to hear. Have you guys seen all four of them? Yeah. Yes. I have to hear what your guys's favorite Toy Story was. Jagger, you want to do your rankings real quick, just off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, I think it's probably the third one is my favorite, then the first one, then the second, and the fourth is my least favorite. Yeah. For me, it's three, two, one, four. Um, but it, it's not like I don't like any of them. I think they're all like really good. It's just like mm-hmm. I hold three the highest, and then number yep. two, number one, number four. What about you? I, I'd actually have to say the same. Three is definitely number one. It's a toss up between two and one in second place. Yeah, and then four. It's it's fine. <laughs> they yeah. should have ended at three though, for sure. Yeah, three is like uh, that might be a five star for me. Honestly, that oh, movie's so, so good. good, and I, it makes Such me cry good. every time. Same. <laughs> um, and so what's really interesting is just a little sidebar. The, that film among the film community that is held as the best Toy Story. 
Like yeah. if you talk, if you look at like people's letterbox profiles, they're like Toy Story three is the number one. But then I'll like talk to my family, so I'll talk to like my little sister. I'll talk to my parents, and they're like, "Oh, the first one, no, the second one." And they're like, three wasn't that good." And I'm like, "What? Three's amazing." <laughs> um, so that that's always interesting. Um, yeah, I agree. Jagger, what about you? What do I know? We haven't. I don't know when we recorded to be or not to be. I think that was Monday. Um, yeah, Sunday I've or Monday. What What have you been watching recently? I watched the uh, documentary Lost Tombs of the Pyramids in history class. Yeah, uh, I saw you give that a pretty negative rating. <laughs> I gave it one star because I was laughing because the lead archaeologist lady looked exactly like Amelie, so I was able to laugh at that. Like the uh, the character from the French film? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Then I watched The Incredibles at three stars, Eyes Wide Shut at five and i've had a hundred out of a hundred because it's peak and i had just been reading about like the making of it and stuff really cool yeah. story uh the exorcist at five obviously mm-hmm. then Schind- schindler's list at five oh. for the school project uh phenomenal film phenomenal like a truly great display of filmmaking really sad to see liam neeson go from that to retribution um but it's what it is money is money you know uh and then pirates of the caribbean the curse of the black pearl um yeah that was something but yeah i had a decent run in there until pirates of the caribbean yeah so after (laughs) to be or not to be i think i already talked about nightcrawler um yeah i think i already talked about all Mm -hmm. these um i haven't watched that much um I watched Underwater, which Jagger, I think I told you about. With uh, it's Kristen Stewart. Um, it's actually not terrible. I need to. Get, I think I might raise it up to a three star. Um, visually, it's super cool. Um, it's basically about uh, these these people who work on this uh, oil drill at the bottom of the ocean, um, and their oil drill is basically about to explode. So they have to like walk across the ocean floor and there's a monster that attacks them and it ends up being Cthulhu, the like HP Lovecraft ocean beast. Um, And visually it was super cool. Kristen Stewart, I I think we talked about this, Jagger. Um, Not that bad of an actress. Like I'll come out publicly and say it. She's not that bad. She's actually pretty solid. Um, Twilight movies, not terrible. I mean, the first one is quite a good time. Second one's quite a good time. Um, fun. Yeah, I mean, you you have fun because a lot of it is really bad, but you're still having fun. Um, It's like the room. Exactly. Um, Vincent Cassell is in it, and uh, so Jagger, you guy from Lahaine, um, is in it. Yeah. Yeah. I love Vincent Cassell. Um, and then I watched The Bye Bye Man, which really sucked. Um, I watched that when I was like 14 when it came out, and I thought it was good. And then I watched it the other night, and I was like, yeah, that really sucked. Credibles, five no. stars. Um, what were you going to say, Jagger? I was going to say The Bye Bye Man kind of goes in the same folder as something like Duke for me. Oh my gosh, don't even... You have given me enough illness takes today. Don't even compare the Bye Bye Man to the Babadook, dude. Wait, is that a hot take? 
That is a hot take. Baba Duke, I have it four stars, my guy. The Bye Bye Man as a is a one point four overall in Letterboxd. Those aren't even infinitely close together. Oh, I didn't know if anyone liked Baba Duke. <laughs> the Baba Duke has a huge following, dude. Well, then again, so does Insidious. So I guess I can't talk. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and then I watched Pirates of the Caribbean, four and a half stars. Exorcist, 100 out of 100, five stars. Perfect film. Um, and Misery, three stars. Um, that's kind of. Let me look at what the Baba Duke has. Jagger, do you want to explain the drafts we're doing today while I look at this? We're drafting Disney movies, which I've already got all of my picks set up. And I hope none of you steal them from me because Disney does not have the best track record in my mind. Yeah. Uh, Babadook, 3.4 overall on Letterboxd. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's ludicrous. All right. It, no, it's not. Just shut up. All right, I'll keep track for us. Kate, basically how this works is you're going to have first pick, and then Jagger will go, and then I'll go, and then you'll go, and then Jagger. And Basically, uh, we're going to draft Disney movies. Now, the only rule is it can't be... It has to be Disney or Disney Pixar. It can't be like properties that Disney had bought. You know, okay. so no Marvel and no Star Wars. Make sense? Just straight. Yeah, so we're just picking like our favorites or? You can do whatever you want. Just I whatever. mean, yeah, okay. just pick your favorites. Um, and once somebody takes a movie, it's off the board. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, Kate, why don't you go ahead first? What do you think is the number one best Disney movie? I feel like that's tough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to pick my favorite. Yeah. It's going to be Tangled. Nice. Number one. Great pick. Um, Jagger, first um, pick. I'm going to, my number one pick, I'm taking my favorite Disney movie, Beauty and the Beast. Great okay. movie. Phenomenal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am taking my favorite Disney movie. Tron Legacy. Uh, <laughs> Taking peak. Classic. I remember we I watched that at Kate's house one time. Um, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk about that after, but I, I have a distinct okay. memory of watching that at your house. Um, That's awesome. Okay, Kate, second pick. What are you going with? Uh, Soul. Ooh, good pick. That's still one I need Amazing to see. Amazing movie. Oh, you haven't That's seen the- it? No. That's a really good pick. I didn't even oh think. Oh my that's god, that's it. it's an incredible movie. Go watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> After we're done, I might. Yeah, you should. Um, my next pick is gonna be The Little Mermaid. Ah, oh. W. Another pick. great one. Another good one. Mermaid. All right, my next pick. I'm going to take Pirates, but I'm going to take uh, Dead Man's Chest, the second one. Ooh. What I prefer over uh, Black Pearl. Um, all right. Yeah. Kate, Wish Jagger, you I need, you know, I pro- you probably won't check it out, but it is better than the first one, Dead Man's Chest. You get Davy Jones I as agree. the villain. And... Well, that's not a big achievement. Okay. <laughs> better than the first one. All right. Kate, third wow. pick. Go ahead. <laughs> You're done. Um, You're done. I would have to go with Monsters, Inc. 
Oh, W pick. Such a good one. Monster Zinc's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, um, don't. Oh my god, no. dude. No, I'm saying it's pretty good. I'm saying it's like a three, three and a half. I think that's uh, fair. I mean, I guess. <laughs> um. Jagger, on, I'm a, go. Uh, Okay, I'll follow a theme here. I'm gonna go Cinderella, the 1951. L. L pick. L. I'm just gonna start roasting every pick, Jagger. Every Everything. Honestly, I'm though, if I had to rate that, probably like a two and a half. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's good. I love it. Um, That's my third pick, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. With my third pick... I mean, I have to do it. I'm gonna go with Incredibles. Oh, mm. uh, well, if you, if Kate doesn't take it, then you messed up. I've got one that I'm stealing right from under your nose. That's fine. Ooh. Kate, go ahead. I have to say Up. Oh, great film. Oh, it's, a, it's a beautiful movie. It really so is. Good. Jagger. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take Wally. That's <gasps> fine. Ah. <gasps> Why are you saying you're stealing that right under my nose? Because you praise Wally quite often. No, I don't. I have it like a four stars. I think it's a great film, but it's definitely not one you don't want it is his best. Um, I am going to go with my fourth pick. Um, What do I want to go with? I think I'm going to go with Robin Hood. Ooh. I love that film. The one from like the sixties, Robin Hood, like, little Fox. John, walking through the forest, oh. laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. That one, <laughs> love that movie. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't All seen right. that in years. Kate, for All your right, fifth final and final pick. pick. Ratatouille. Damn it! I thought that would get back oh, to me. So sorry. Okay, Jagger, final pick. Mm. Making a final pick here is going to be difficult. What? You said elemental? Perfect. All right. And with my final pick, I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, then I am going to take the Lion King. Good pick. Another great pick. Lion King. Okay. What do I want to take? What do I want to take? Um, God, give me a, give me a, give me a sec to, uh, um, I missed a good one. Oh, I messed up. Uh-oh. Give me a sec to look at my uh, different Disney properties that I have rated very highly. Let's see here. Let's see. Um, what the? Here we go. Oh, I could take that. That could be a W. Oh, man. I am going to take Christopher Robin, starring Ewan McGregor. Mm. Just because I like some Winnie, Winnie, Winnie the Pooh in my life. We stand Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Um, all right. Coming in with the final draft results, Jagger with Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Cinderella, Wally. And the Lion King. Kate yeah. coming in with Tangled, Soul, Monsters Inc., Up, and Ratatouille. 
and me, Tron Legacy, Dead Men's Chest, Incredibles, Robin Hood, and Christopher Robin. Please, comment down below uh, who you think wins this draft. It's definitely me, so just comment me. Um, I will definitely going on, be going on to my personal account and commenting Trey. Um, uh, thank you, Kate, for coming on today. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, it was great being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, you can find us on our socials. I'm Trey the Film Noob everywhere. Uh, he is Jagger Film Fan on Letterboxd, Jagger Film Reviews on TikTok, and Jagger the Movie Guy on Instagram and Twitch. Um, please subscribe to our channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment down below what your most nostalgic Disney movie is and, uh, how much of an L, how much illness Jagger brought into the pod today. Um, go check out our merch. Jagger is currently wearing our American werewolf in London sweatshirt. Um, link is in the description of our channel. Please go check it out. We have some great stuff on there. Jagger's made some great stuff. We'll have some great stuff coming out at the end of the month. Um, and if you're on Spotify, please subscribe, come listen again, leave us a review. Um, and again, thank you for joining us on the average film enjoyer and thank you for listening everybody. And we hope you have a great rest of your day.